Welcome everybody to this edition of Chris's Chat and Babble, CCMB as I like to call it. Um, today I've got a stalwart of the industry, a Mr. Brian Smith, who many of you may have worked with, will certainly know. Um, Brian, I, I met him in 2005. We both started with uh, SPL. I think Brian was there a couple of couple of months before me. Um, Brian's got a wealth of project management experience, retired now and playing with boats, um, but that's a different story and, and plenty of hilarity to be had there. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome, welcome, Brian. Welcome, welcome back into uh, life, the universe and everything. How, how are things with you? Thanks, Chris. Uh, things, things are good. It's uh, retirement's been interesting. Um, it's, uh, it's not, I, I would have to say it's not something to fall into without, uh, Without having a project plan, because in a, in in a point of fact, that's what it is. And the trouble is that uh, there are lots of surprises along the way, um, and it's something you need to start early. And that this is for you. You need to start early, thinking about it and planning for it, because when it happens, it's it's a bit of a shock to the system. To tell you the truth, uh, project management has its own unique challenges. Um, there are some issues. Uh, we, we, we have, there has been a tendency, and, and I know I've been involved in it, a lot of people. Um, uh, Ed Koch was, was one. Uh, there were a couple in when we were in Estonia. Um, but they all, they're all techies who want to be project managers because you see, as a project manager, you sit around with your feet up on the desk, you drink coffee, you chat to a few people, and you get paid heaps of money. Uh, and it's Phil Addis's way of doing it, but that, 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 oh, yeah. the hard work was always done by problem, someone else. The problem for me is no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a whole different world. And, and the, first, the first issue for a techie who wants to be a project manager is, they have to accept that their power base, which is their technical knowledge and experience, just isn't worth that in the project management world because it's a whole different set of skills and it's a whole different approach to life. I remember uh, at, uh, in the US with um, one of the guys, he he uh, he was a good, a really, a really good analyst. Been in the business for for a long time, and came over to CC and B and Oracle. And uh, he he wanted to. Uh, he didn't want to be a project manager. No way is he going to be a project manager ever. Um, and uh, and he wasn't going to take responsibility for everything. And and I said to him, like, I need a lead architect. And it's going to be you. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be a lead architect. I said to him, listen, mate, here's, here's the deal. Either you're going to do what someone else tells you to do, or you're going to do the talent. Now, which is it going to be? It's because you can't run with the fox and hunt with the hounds. And, and he kind of went, oh, oh. And that was the start of, of Something that really shocked me in the U.S. Anyway, he accepted the role and he did a fabulous job, and uh, and and it was just it was just great, you know. 
but it gave him the first taste of being responsible and starting to move down the path. Um, but he was able to retain his technical thing. And when I said to him later on in the project, like, you know, you need to think about being a PM because you have all the knowledge that's needed to put this thing together. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm not going to be, never going to be a PM. That's not what I want to do. Oh, right. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> but do you think part of that's down to, I mean, we certainly discussed this many times in the past, whether it be down the pub or, or, or in, in conversations I've had with people. I think, I think pre-Oracle, the power had always been with being the lead architect or the architect. You know, that was where all the skills were as a yeah. smaller company. Yeah. When, when there was then the transition to being Oracle, it was actually the project managers who then had all the power because, of course, Oracle runs on very different rules and, yeah. and, and regulations. And actually, you know, having a great project is not necessarily successful within the Oracle world because it's got to be profitable to have to do all of those things. I think SPL, we were very different in yeah. terms of the, the, the sort of genesis of, of, of what we were trying to do. We were trying to achieve a successful project. Oracle made us realize that a successful project is only one part of it. If it's not financially successful, yeah. then, it, then it's something else. So I think there was a transition of, of sort of power and, and attitude. But in, in your experience, would you take a good lead architect and move them to becoming a good project manager, or would you take someone who's a project manager without experience and get them to become that good person? You know, what 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 would be your ideal way of doing things? The the ideal is that, as I said, the the problem with the lead architect or or a, a code cutter or whatever who wants to be a PM, they have to. They have to understand that they're going to lose their power base, which is their technical knowledge. And if they accept that, then you can you can move them on, and you can start to do. I used to do things like, uh, let's just see how how uh, how um, how how serious and committed you are. I'd hit them in the chest with simply brilliant, and you can negotiate anything, and say here. Go away and read these two books. Bring them back to me when you're finished. So two weeks later, you'd say, "How's those books going?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Six weeks later, uh, did you finish those two books yet? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. Give them back to me because you're not serious about it, right? I would, uh, if I had the choice between a really good lead architect and a uh, a uh, a beginner tr project manager. I'd take the beginner project manager and skill him up because he's already made the decision and made the transition. And if he's someone who's uh, the <coughs> the only issue with that is if he's someone who's just come out of university and he knows everything there is to know about running projects, you kind of go, now listen, mate, everything that you learned at university, forget it. Because it ain't <laughs> this work. is reality. Yeah, <laughs> reality is is a whole different world, and and yeah. that that's part of what you have to what you have to deal with. I mean, you know, uh, there there are a, a million projects going on, and and I have to say, I got parachuted into a lot of them by Brad, and and before Brad by other people when I was working for you on and 
and also for Royal before that. And the thing is, the first thing you need to do as a project manager is to say, okay, where's your plan? What are we doing? And they'd say, oh, yeah, you know, here's the plan. And they'd give you like an A4 sheet in uh, in uh, uh, portrait mode with about 20 lines on it. And they'd say, there it is. And you'd say, uh, okay, uh, when was this last updated? Oh, well, when we started the project. And then they're serious. You know, they kind of go, right, okay. Now let's sit down and talk about this. Apart from the fact that what you're giving me is BS, right? A project plan, and this, this is, this was always my mantra. A project plan starts about three or four weeks before the project starts. And you spend a lot of time, um, working out what's got to be done from point A to point B based on uh, contract analysis, blah, 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 talking to the salesman and finding out all the things that they promised and then seeing what the reality is and getting together with the lead architect, which is, is sometimes like pulling teeth and saying, okay, so what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do, we're going to implement CCMB. Yeah, but what does that mean? Uh, well, I guess we're going to sit down with the customer and find out what they want. Okay, so how long is that going to take? And what steps are we going to take to do that? Like, what are we are we going to look at? Uh, uh, meter reads? Are we going to look at uh, accounts? Are we going to look at customers? Oh, well, all of that. Yeah, okay. What about within? And and so you 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 work out all those steps and you want to get into your plan something that's maybe maximum five days if it's more than five days in a step there's something wrong because there's more than more there's more steps in there and and once you've done all that that's wonderful and then people put it away no that's not what it's about you've got to to be able to look at what you plan to do which uh, tells you what the path is, and more importantly, when are you going to be finished? And when do you know you're finished? Now, if you plan the whole thing, as I said, away from the heat of battle, then you know what had to be done. Now, there will be changes along the way, minor stuff, nothing major. You won't. Ex- I, I won't accept anything major. Anybody comes to me and says, oh, well, we need to change what we're doing. No. You need to understand something. We, we, I like your idea. It's great. But we need to put the fundamentals in place before we start fiddling around. So I'll tell you what to do. Here's a form. Go away and fill this form in because that's a really good idea and I don't want to lose it. So, and you don't want to lose it. So go away and fill in the form and make them. Stand on them until they fill it in. And then you take it and you file it away and you forget about it until the end of the project. At the end of the project, you go to the customer and you drag out all these forms and say, now, listen, here's all the stuff that your guys told us they wanted to do. What do you want to do now? And that becomes your follow-on project. I mean, that's 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 the, 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 the business management side of what happens on project management. 
you know, as part of the project. You know, you get all the salesmen come in and they do all that shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Promise everything, deliver nothing. Um, we we are in the del- <laughs> deliver everything, promise nothing. <laughs> it's the total reverse. But, but mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 the thing. It, it's, a, it's a challenge in itself. Managing the, the, the people, the techies can be a real pain in the butt. Managing the customer, who can be even more of a pain in the butt, um, and and managing what's happening, and trying to make sure that you're making progress down that path that you mapped out six, eight, ten, twelve, eighteen months ago. You know that's you've got to know where you are on that path. A, a lot of people would come along and say to me. Uh, you know, from the customer. So, you know, where are you guys up to? Or you'd get out, you know, our own people come and say, where are you going? Oh, I'm two days behind schedule. Like, what? How can you possibly know that? To say, well, it's easy. Here's the plan. Here's everything that's done. Here's what's not done. This is what we're working on, right? We should be, according to the plan, on this date, we should be there. We're actually two days behind. So I'm two days behind schedule. Well, what about the budget? Budget's fine, mate. Well, uh, you know, what, what's happening with the margin? At this stage, margin is about 33%. And they'd go like, what? Nobody would believe. Because for me, that plan is, is, a, is an active document. It's not something that you put away. You would have seen it at NIE <laughs> My huge sheets taken up walls of space. Walls and walls, yeah. yeah. But it was everything that needed to be done, and and it was marked off every week with at the end of the week, you know, on Friday night I'd be working back when everybody else was gone home, and I'd be updating it from the information that they'd given me that day, and that's in order to start Monday morning. So I knew exactly where we were at. And the other thing that it, that that activity tells you is where you're behind. And you might be behind because the guy that's doing the job isn't getting it done quick enough. And yet over here, you've got somebody who's sitting around twiddling his thumbs waiting for this guy to finish because he's got the next step. And and he's coming to me and saying, like, like what what do you want me to do next? And I'm saying, well, hang on just a second. So I go and talk to blogs and say, listen, blog, looks to me like you're about three or four days behind schedule. And uh, he's, yeah, well, you know, it turned out to be a bigger task than what we thought. Okay, I'm going to give you this guy to help for the next three days, make him, make him work and, and move forward, get it out of the way. So you can, as, as a, the PM, you can shift resources from where they're not vital into areas that there are vital. And, and of course, you know, the, 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 uh, the critical path, you always have to be on top of the critical path. But you can't ignore all the stuff that's around it because often the stuff that's around it feeds into the critical path or is fed by the critical path. So you've got to worry about both. And this is the stuff that they don't teach them. They don't teach them like all of all of this. How how do you say no? You know the customer's always right. Yes, of course he is. Except when he's never right. 
And that's most of the time. So how do you say no? And and that's it. We say, well, I like the idea. It's fabulous. Write this form up. If he doesn't write the form up, guess what? It's not going to happen. If he does write it but, but as I say, do you think that's that's why being a systems integrator and taking that extra extra position in, where all you're responsible is delivering this product? You know, you've paid for X, I'm going to deliver X, and and so if you don't get the, the scope creep, do you think that's is that something that's done successfully by other systems integrators? You know, I've taken Oracle as as being a systems integrator. You could argue that they're not, but the reality is, I saw, I saw this before very early on in my career. With utility, strangely enough, um, company across in East Anglia, and they had started a project, and 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 I likened to the project was they were designing a wheel, so they they started off designing a wheel, very clear spec, and then as the project developed, they got to going well. If we get four wheels, we could then put them all together, and then we could build a chassis, and then we could build a body, and then we could get seats in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they ended up designing a car at the end of the day, which was great but actually the fundamental was we wanted a wheel, a wheel. and they had a car and they had a car which you know you had to switch on and off every five minutes because it wouldn't work and you had to wind a window down on the left side and open the right weird rear door and put someone in the driver's seat and then try it again and it would work and and it became very um shall we say the project became bloated and actually didn't deliver what was needed so they then found that actually giving it out to to a company and making it a company's responsibility where you're only being paid to deliver X suddenly became the absolute solution because then they got a wheel designed for them and it did yeah. exactly what they needed. Yeah. You, 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 you can never lose sight of what the target is. And, I mean, that's really what the plan is because mm. the, the other thing is what you'd find is this guy's three days behind schedule. You know, like, what's going on? So you go and talk to him and you sit down and you say, you're behind schedule, what's happening? Tell, tell, me, tell me what's happening. And he'd say, oh, well, they came to us and they asked us for this, this and this. So we, we had to do that before we continue. And you kind of go, all right, now, listen, what you're talking about is called scope creep, mate. That's the official title. And guess what? We don't do it. Yep. So what you've got to do is stop doing this. You send them to me as the PM. I'll tell them, no, in the nicest possible way, you're going to get on and do what's happened, what, what they have to do, right? Because in, in your terms, we got to deliver a wheel, not four wheels, not a car, not all of that. we got to deliver a wheel. Once we've got a wheel, then we can see, well, how do we manufacture another three or maybe four because we'll need one in the boot. Uh, okay, and so it goes on and on and on. So, but that, as I said, Chris, that's the stuff that I put aside, and that becomes the follow-on project, yeah. particularly if you've got a good a good relationship with the customer and the rest of your team. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the deal. How important do you think the sort of project kickoff is? I was talking to someone else about this, and we were talking about the analogy with motor racing. And and talking about all the all the moving parts. Now, when I go motor racing, I'm part of a team. Our end goal is to do as well as we possibly can, you know, to make sure that we're there at the end in the best possible position. So we actually work backwards. And I know over the years we spoke about getting the team together, involving people, making sure people have a clear clarity on on what it is that that's actually been delivered. How did you manage to get that across to people? Because I see that as always been the difficulty. Someone comes into the project and they're like, well, I've just been asked to do this. They don't know what 
they're designing. You know, they don't know what color it's going to be. They don't know where the whole thing is. So how how do you deal with that? And how important is the sort of whole end picture? That that uh, for for someone who comes in mid term, um, it's uh, it's relatively easy because you're so far down the track. For some from the the absolute start of the project, sometimes it's it's a little more difficult because you've usually got a team of people people that you've never met before. You don't know what their history is, but you you tend to you you have to spend time with them to find out. You have to find the ones that oh you know they're they're the world's greatest. You have to find the one where the guy like it would be nice if I was in Florida at this point. You know. You, you have to be able to identify the people in your project. In, and, and based on that, the fact that you've already done the plan and you have a good idea of what's going to be done, you can start looking at the people and saying, well, he's going to go and do this bit, and she's going to do that bit, and I'm going to get him over here. Oh, and I need one of them. Get me one of them because I, I haven't got one. Um, and then you can sit down with the people the individuals you know you start off with with a group session where they talk about what has to be done blah 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 you tend to talk about well from my point of view i talk about you know how i i see the world and what i've done with the product and and other teams and where i've been etc and then um i always used to finish off with a situation that said you guys need to understand from from my perspective, here's the deal. My job is to make enough space with the customer and everything else so you can do your job. I'm not going to do your job for you. You don't do mine for me. And the reason for that is you can't run with the, the fox and hunt with the hounds. That's just not on. It's not possible. Because that's how we get big screw-ups. Now, if you don't like something that I'm doing, then you come and sit down and talk to me so that I have the opportunity to explain what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and you may better understand where you fit in that picture. And if you don't like it... Because at the end of the day, They've got to be a team of people who really come together. And uh, and and on on uh, in the US at OUC, we really had that. We we had a great team going, and we we've had great teams other places. Uh, Estonia was was fabulous. Uh, NIE, the the first the first CCNB I ever did, where I was I was PM for the uh, for the migration. Uh, or migrations, we actually had three of them to do, uh, and, and all into the same uh, into the same uh, data set. Uh, that was that was really interesting, um, and and we had a great team of people. I, I ended up uh, I ended up doing the the, the follow on project uh, with Stewie Gay, and <laughs> the, first, the first. The first time I met him, uh, it was fine. We just had a little discussion, and then he, he had a discussion with uh, with Phil, and he said, "Now I've, I've met him. He's he's okay, but I'm never going to work for him." 
<laughs> and, and he ended up. How many being, times did you remind him of that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ended up being my uh, my lead architect on the on the follow on project. So it was it was good. Yeah, and, it's and interesting. The, I, was, I was talking to Brownie just a couple of days ago, Paul Brown. Yeah, he was and on he was saying, Yeah, and he was saying that actually, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. I think we often look back with, with rose-coloured spectacles or rose-tinted spectacles, but he was saying that the best projects he'd been on had been the projects with a good group of people. And actually, it's the people that makes the project great. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. you can have great projects in great locations but actually they can be crappy projects because of the people you're dealing with or the client or, or, you know, whatever the mix is. So it does show that actually having that right blend is so, so key to the whole solution, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And uh, the, the the situation you can have, which we had in Poland where uh, <laughs> Brad yeah, said I remember to, that one. Uh, Brad said to me, um, uh, listen, um, can can you get out to uh, Katowice in uh, on Tuesday? And I went like, what? Yeah, Tuesday next week. Uh, and like this is Thursday or something. Uh, like why? He said, well, um, I, I'll I'll tell you what happened. He said I went into into a meeting with the customer and the customer's uh, lead and and. Uh, she opened the meeting by saying, okay, Brad, give me one reason why I shouldn't cancel this project. <laughs> and Brad said, wow. uh, well, I'm going to bring Brian Smith in to take over and make it happen. Uh, now, I don't know what happened from there, but the next thing he's on the phone, get there. So I got there and, uh, you know, usual, it, it was it was a disaster. It was a disaster. They couldn't make up their mind what they wanted to do or how they wanted to do it or when they mm. wanted to do it. So we started making decisions for them. Uh, and, and there were all sorts of challenges. But we got it done. We yeah. got it done. We had the migration ready. We had everything fabulously in place. They put it, we, we went live, which was great. With no migration, they wow. would not commit to making doing the migration, and yet they ran with new customers, put them on the system, and it worked fine. But they wouldn't wow. move everything across. And at the end of the day, about twelve months later, they only had about three or four hundred customers on the system, and they had on their old system unmigrated. They had thousands, but in the end, the project, uh, the 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 the, uh, the application got cancelled by uh, the German uh, head office because there weren't enough customers on. They w it wasn't seen to be successful, and it was fabulously successful. And they ended up firing four of the six people who were our prime. Uh, drivers on on uh, from the customer side because they just wouldn't commit to taking it forward. Interesting though, because the thing I take from that one is one of the one of the one of the strengths of something like CCMB is is how flexible and how adaptable and and how wide yeah. it is. Um, but it creates a different problem though, is that 
in some ways, do you think the customers can often be overwhelmed by what what the choices are, the, the myriad of choices? And actually, sometimes what they want to be doing is told, we're going to do this. As you said, you came in, you made decisions, you made stuff happen. Um, do you think it's almost like analysis paralysis, that they've got so many choices to make, they struggle to do it? Yeah, I, I, I think they do. Uh, one of the one of the early uh, the early things I used to to address with the customer was the fact that uh, you know there 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 are uh, there was at that stage I don't know where it is now but at that stage there was over three and a half thousand parameters that had to be set you know these are the choices that you need to make and uh, and sometimes um, they can't make that, those choices. Uh, just just it it they have to the customer has to be encouraged to to give us the experts and give uh, their experts that is and give their experts the ability and the right and the support to make decisions that's that's fundamental if if everything if if everything has to go back up the tree, guess what? Nothing gets decided. Nothing gets decided. I, I used to when 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 I was in in Germany uh, pre Oracle pre SPL, um, I I used to have this uh, used to have this vision of the CEO's desk, and it's covered in paper like that, heaps of paper. And when you grab one of these pieces of paper and look at it. It's a request for pencils because nobody can make a decision about what pencils to buy. And, and that's what, what happened. You know, you'd say, oh, you need to make a decision. Oh, Brian, I, I don't think I, I don't, I think that'll have to go up to my boss. And you say, all right, take it up to his boss. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I think I know, I think I know what the decision should be. But, oh, oh, no, I, I'll have to take that up the, up the path. To my boss, you know, and 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 this is what mm. I had this this vision of the CEO's desk, and I've still got it, you know. It's like that. <laughs> and it's what pencils should we buy? You know, I mean, it's you can't do that. It, that becomes project paralysis because you can't move forward if they won't make a decision. And the one thing I learned in in Germany is why they got into the, why they got into the Second World War. Oh and, God, go on then. And the reason is you've never seen you've never seen a, a video or a film of Hitler where he wasn't screaming and shouting and thumping the table. And 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 I started, I, I kind of went, oh, so we're going to make this decision. So uh, this is what we're going to do then. And and they'd all go, oh, okay. And and that's that's what you had to do. Yeah. You know, you had to you had to thump the table and say, "Well, I don't care. This is what we're doing. We're going to go forward. If you don't, you guys don't like it, and you want it changed, then you'll have to make a decision to come back to me and get me to change it. But right now, this is what we're doing." Oh, okay. That was the German approach. But but in some ways, though, Brian, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you take someone like Trump as a, as a good example, you know, what does he do? He makes decisions and says, look, you're either on board with me coming in this direction or you're not. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's, that's been a strong leader. Um, again, again, through someone I met through motor racing, he's the CEO of a company 
and um, you know it's a FTSE company, and he was in the board suggesting that they're going to do something, and all of his advisors said, "No, we think you're wrong." And as he said, "Well, look, if we go down the road to the library or, or or Waterstones," he said, "How many books do you think there are on 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 business and business management and business ideas?" And it's like well, two, three hundred. He said, "Yeah." So guess what? There's 300 different ways of doing it. You all think I'm wrong. This is the direction we're going. And that's off he went and did, you know, but that's the job of CEO, isn't it? That's the job yeah. of a leader to, yeah, yeah. To, to lead a project. But as well, you said, yeah, yeah, up to a point, up to a point. Remember, mm-hmm. you've got to take the team with you. You know, yep. you've just got to. And more importantly, you've got to take the customer. You've got to take them along with you. And that's the interesting thing. It's taking the customer, isn't it? Because I think that oh, that's. Yeah. That that's something, and do you think that there's a a problem in implementing software? And I'm not going to say it's a sales problem. I'm not going to say it's. I think it'd be very easy to point fingers, but do you think that maybe the customer isn't involved enough and in actually, okay, we're going to put this piece of software in, but you need to do these ten steps as well. Otherwise, the project won't be successful. Uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. The the uh... The the other one is that the salesman goes on and goes, you know, blah, 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 it'll do this, 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 we'll do that, that, you know, everything's wonderful, and that'll be uh, $15 million, please. And the customer goes, <sighs> now, at that point, you know that there's an issue. So they're looking for a cheaper price. So how, how, do, how, do, we produce, how do we reduce that price, Chris? Well, if you do some of the work, then we can uh, we can back away from it and and uh, reduce the price. So you go, oh fine, okay, yes, we'll do some work. What 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 should we do, Brad? Okay, um, you could do the training of your own people, so we don't have to do it. Yes, that's your wider operator. Yes, okay, we'll do that. Um, you could do the management of the 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 uh, parameters table you know so that we know what's been decided and what how we move that on and manage that and if you change it what the what the options are when we come to the migration and we find there are uh, 800 records that we want to migrate but you haven't told us what to do with here you said that this had one two and three and we've just found four five and six as well you need to work so you could manage all of that Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that, and so it goes on. And 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 okay. So the new price is, and they go, oh, okay. And then they don't bloody do it, <laughs> you know. But but for me, because I include them, I include that stuff into the plan, and they become the resource that's supposed to do it. And every week I'm going. Uh, you were supposed to. Uh, is that done? And then, then they they get snaky, just like my own people do. You're always asking these silly bloody questions. Yes. Guess why? Yeah. Because I know we're two days behind. Guess why I know we're two days behind? And not. Well, I think we're probably pretty much. We might be a week or so behind schedule maybe not quite sure you know that's the stuff that you get out of amateur pms a professional pm knows exactly what he's doing who his team are who's doing what to who and who's paying and that's where you need to be 
You really need to be there. I'll tell you another a little, little one. It, and I, I showed you this. Yeah, push it up a bit. A, a word to the wise. Right. So this is born out of the U.S. When I, when I first went to the U.S., I you'd remember, Chris, that I had all these sayings from all over the place, various oh, yeah. things, yep. from me mum and me dad and just yep. stuff that goes on in Oz. Busier so, than a one-armed paper hanger. Yeah, that's the one. <coughs> so Bigger than, bigger than my mum's undies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I carry, I carry this on. This will yeah. be bigger than my mum's undies. You, you, I told you, you heard about that one, didn't you? That no, was God. that was my brother's one, right? Okay. Uh, he he uh, he set up. Uh, I think it was a. I think it was an 80th birthday for her, a birthday party, and he invited everybody. And he said, "This is this is going to be bigger than my mum's undies." Blah blah blah. And so everybody went, and then, then mum mum turned up, and you know it was time for mum to to have a, her little speech. Uh, after the uh, after the, the the eats and things, and uh, so she reaches down into her uh, her handbag and pulls out a set of really skivvy undies, and she said, "I just wanted everybody to know before we start, these are my <laughs> undies." And so you know that 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 one Brilliant. just became part of the part of the deal. But what happened was. Some, there, there was some little problem, and, and uh, uh, one of the guys said, "Oh well, we we found we found a little problem, uh, but there's no need to tell the customer about it because we fixed it. All right, everything's done." I said, "Oh well, that's great. Stitch in time saves nine. What? A stitch in time saves nine? Like, what's that? It's a <laughs> proverb, mate. Do you not know these proverbs? <clears throat> anyway." We went on and on and on with that, uh, and then a little later, something else happened. Um, one of the girls was getting married, and I said, "Well, like, why buy a book if you can join a library?" And the guys went, "What?" <laughs> you know, like all of these sorts of things. Anyway, one of the guys said, oh, "I got to write that down. I just got to write that down." Now we were in a room with no windows. But we had whiteboards all around the walls, and he started writing it on the whiteboard. Put up one, two, and and he went on. And in the finish, we ended up with forty-five. Good lord, we can't I can't see that on the camera. It might you it might it might come up, but oh yeah to. yeah 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 yeah. You won't need to. But what you... happened was I I said okay when I when I did retire on my birthday they had. Uh, I, I, have, I can't show you the photo, but they had a, they had my desk surrounded by balloons, and on every balloon they'd written on one of these sayings. Fantastic. So Fantastic. Had, the, the thing I couldn't believe was that they didn't know proverbs. They just it's just not a common thing over there, you know. Yeah. Like uh, it's now or never. Like what? So I came up with with uh, with um, some of them, and and I and I said, oh, I'll, I'll I'll do some 
calligraphy on these things and then I'll yep. publish it and send you all a copy. I haven't got that far yet. But I, I thought this is this this was this was good. A word to the wise um, guidelines for project managers. For inspiration, remember, life's not a fairy tale. I wish never changed anything. Tell yourself there has to be a better way. Ask yourself, what if what if we and I think I think that's that's the sort of stuff that guided me through this whole process. Particularly there has to be a better way. You know, we're doing it like this. Surely to God there's a better way of doing this. Oh, I'm just watching somebody back out, nearly hitting the van across the road. <laughs> okay. Um so then then Another one that came up, I don't know whether you can see this one. After, oh, no, I can't, something. It says, never lift your kilt until you have your skivvies on. So. What a great, yeah, I've heard that before. I mean, I used to tell the guys, look, there are, there are, Standard approaches in project management. One is deliver bad news early. Bad news is best delivered early. If it's bad news, tell them. Don't hide it. Tell them. Mm -hmm. So we had a big problem. And the guys came to me and said, we've got this big problem. I said, oh, yeah, what's that? They told me what it was. I said, shit, that's a big problem. That is a big problem. So they said, well, are you going to, uh, are you going to tell the customers? And I said, uh, yeah, I'll tell them, but not yet. And they went, but but hang on a sec. Uh, tell the customer. You, tell you them said, early. Yeah, tell them early. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's the solution to this? You guys got a solution to this? And, and they said, no, we haven't yet. We've just discovered the problem. I said, okay, go away. This was in the morning. Come back after lunch and tell me what the solution is. And I don't care how long, how many people you have to drag in. Do it. I need a solution. And they said, but but, but aren't you going to tell them? And I said, listen, guys, you never lift your kilt until you know you've got the skivvies on. <laughs> you know, and that's what it's about. You know, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> Do you know it's really? I think I think I think in some ways that's a that's a that's a good place to to, to wind it up. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah, that's 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 that, that, that's, that's worth the while. Could 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 you share those um could you share those forty five quotes with me? Uh for a small fee. For a small fee, excellent. <laughs> I'll buy you some golf balls next time I see you. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. You keep stealing mine. You're robbing oh, right I, off the tee. Uh, okay. I've seen you do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's only because I'm in the bush, and and uh, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Chris, all right. I'd, well, I'd be delighted. It's been fun to catch up. Um, don't leave it too long before we do it again. Sounds good to me. Well, look, thanks very much, Mr. Smith. I've and, enjoyed um, it. Yeah, I'll look forward to catching up with you at some point soon. Mm -hmm.